what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, the Dolphins lose another big game up in Germany. The Heat are struggling at home, but get a big victory against the Lakers. The Panthers are off to a rough start to their season, but find some success at home. And the Hurricanes' ACC season is over. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. time. Yeah, one time. What's up, my boy? We back. We back. That was good to see you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. About so, time. Yeah, yeah. We a little overdue. We were overdue. Is there? We were due. We were due. But out here, you know, looking looking the mess, but living the dream. But we out here, you know. Right, right, shout out know. to Empire for the drip. Yeah, shout out to like Target or wherever <laughs> I got this from. <laughs> you look like a North Carolina fan, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dude. man, shout out to Tar Heels one nah, time. F those guys. Tar Heels. F those guys. Unless they play I'm for like a- the Heat or Dolphins or some <laughs> shit like that. You're not rooting for I'm not a Tar Heels guys, though. Uh well that's that whole area is kind of crazy like it that is. whole like triangle or whatever because they got Tons of they got the Tar Heels. Athletes. Uh, what else? Duke is there, there right down the road. And then they got like NC State too, right? Close like, as hell. Very yeah, they close. got a bunch of shit all close. in that area. But anyways, we're not here to talk about college no. basketball. That's for damn sure. At least not right now in this time. Well, we would if it was Hurricanes basketball, right? Which they did start the season. They're one and zero. Shout out to hey, them boys. look at that. All right, great yeah, segue for on, that. Dog. Then there's a top twenty five team that we're looking at. I know, here, I know. But this it's not that time of year really for basket college hoops. You it's know just I mean? starting. And they get, they get, what happens is that they get lost in the gumbo of sports, right? Because mm. They're not the necessarily biggest piece of meat or whatever it is that you're looking for inside the gumbo, right? Sure, like sure, you're sure. looking for the for the good parts, the, the chicken, the steak, you know, whatever else is in there. All right, know. sausage. Yeah, sausage. You gotta have sausage in your gumbo, dog. I don't know what gumbo <laughs> you're eating. Who knows? Uh, let's let's. We, you didn't get a chance to join us on OnlyFans. I did not, dog. I did not. Shout out to Rack. Shout out to Martin, who was out in uh, New York for the Jets. No, no shout out to Martin. <laughs> Fuck Martin. No right? shout out to Martin. Why would you shout Martin out? He wasn't <laughs> on the show. Dog. He's a dog. He's a Shout homie. out to Rax, man. Shout, shout out, out to Rax. The sure. faithful, the loyal. Um, you guys held it down when I, well, I couldn't be on the show, but I got plenty to, to discuss Let's talk, talk about, about it. when it comes to this Miami Dolphins team. Let's talk about it, dog, because you and I were doing our little pregame yeah. for the show, and a, com- a, a a topic that came up in our conversation, right, was how how do they get better at closing out games, right? Like because if 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 what we've seen from the Dolphins is even though they get off to a bad starting games, they all also have the ability because the offense is so powerful, right, to make up the gap. Right, close the gap. Hey, we're down 17 points. Okay, now we're down three points. Hey, we're down 21 points. Hey, now we're only down seven points. They've shown that ability. But the biggest ability that that they need to showcase for us fans, right, who are invested in this team and want to see this team succeed because we have such a great chance of succeeding as a team, they're not been they're, they haven't been able to do that. And that's winning close games. Winning close games. Because I I they had all the momentum in the second half of that Chiefs game. All of the momentum. And they were even running the ball. And you and I were wondering why we got away from the run. Well, we know it's such an important factor, right, on how we can open up the passing game. And you and I were, were looking at the last sequence of that game for the Dolphins' possession. 
And once they got that first down from Mostert, we didn't run the ball again, right? We had a bad pass to Mostert on first down. Uh, I think we had another incompletion on second down to Waddle, right? Where the guy didn't get a chance to create separation and it was a tight throw. And then we had the infamous third down play where two was throwing it off his back, um, play clock winding down. And then fourth down, the disaster happens, fumble, game's over. All four of those plays could have been done completely different, obviously, right? Hindsight is always, <clears throat> excuse me, 2020. But if Mike McDaniels is being presently aware in that game, he probably calls a run on first down just to keep the momentum going and kill the clock like you were mentioning earlier. So you think McDaniels wasn't aware, like being present in the moment and aware of the situations? I think, I think he read the situation completely wrong, completely wrong, because we had two really good runs. And then he said, fuck it, let's do four straight or three straight, at least passing, please. Because by third down, it was too late to run it. Right. At no point did we use the timeouts that we had available to us. So if if we're not going to be. Those are things that if you are aware of, you, you use them. You use the resources that you have available. Now, if we didn't have any timeouts when we were in that situation, okay, it is what it is. But we did have two timeouts <clears throat> that we could have used and, and we didn't use specifically on that third down. We didn't run the ball on first down, zero yards. Second down, incomplete pass, zero yards. If the play clock is getting close and the team is still getting into their spots, Mike McDaniel's watching this. He knows the team is not ready. He knows Tua's not ready. He knows the center's not ready. He knows the wide receivers are not ready. You have to be the one to make that call and say, time out. Let's get this shit together because this is an important third play because we're going for it on fourth down no matter what. And we knew that we were going to go down for it if yeah, we got it was, to a fourth down, it was right? definitely four down territory at that point. So, we got a minute left in the game. So if you're at that point, why not take the time, use the timeout? doesn't matter if we have one left or not. Use the timeout, and you get the best play that you could have gotten on third down. Not to say that the play didn't work. Yeah. But then the argument on third down, so, I, you know, <clears throat> I hear you what you're saying for McDaniel's argument, but the argument more so would be against two on that third down play, you know. Because, um, yeah, he has pressure. If you look back at that play, he has pressure coming off the side. I was arguing that there was a missed chip block, oh, you know, where, where you, you know, if he just gets that and then makes his route, might buy enough time for two to feel comfortable enough to step into that throw instead of kind of throwing it off his back foot. Um, but he had him wide open. So arguably you can argue that McDaniels didn't have the blame on the third down, but on, on the first and second down, man, we, we, we travel the distance, you know, two minutes left, get all the way down the field, 50 yards, 50, 53 yards, 53 yards in a matter of two plays on yeah. Raheem Mostert's back. And it was the exact same play, I believe. Back yeah. to back, yeah. that, that got it for us. Same run. So I don't understand why at that point it's like, all right, we got a minute left. Yeah, we need a score. That's absolutely the goal here. We, you know, we cannot have anything less than a touchdown right now. Right. But we also can't score too quick, in my opinion, because that's Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field. So we got to make sure that we do two things. A, we keep the ball moving forward in the direction that we want it to. B, we don't give up a turnover like we did exactly. right before the, the first half came to a close, which led to a touchdown. Exactly. And C, we don't give Patrick Mahomes enough time to be able to perform a miracle comeback, which we've seen him do time and time again. But so I don't even so think my argument of saying all that is, 
first down, second down, McDaniels, that's completely on you because somebody with a little bit more experience, knowing that he just got all that time back in the yardage, would say, all right, now we're going to slow it down a little bit here. We're going to run it. We're going right. to run it with Raheem again. We're going to give it to Ahmed. We're going to give it to Just Wilson. We're going to put it on the ground. We're going to make sure that we're still in a rhythm. And then second, because, because at the end of the day, we knew that it was fourth down territory. Sure. So first down is the one you can chalk up. And then instead we do that, that, that bad, you know, play pass to, to Mostert, which, you know, there was something there. You know, we tried. He went through his progressions, two went through his progressions on that one, came all the way back across the field. It wasn't a great throw, throwing across his body, almost led to an interception. So it's like, all right, McDaniels run, runs the ball there. Nobody's in that situation. What do we lose at worst? Maybe we get back to the line of scrimmage and we don't lose anything. All right, that's great. The next play was that backward throw one, but which wait, was similar quick, to the be, one that was yeah. picked off for the touchdown yes. earlier in the game. But before you, we get to that point, I just want to point out that if we do run the ball on first down, yeah, maybe we don't gain any yards, but what we do gain is time wasted, right? Correct. Where, where they that, lose that, 35 seconds. That's my so whole point. So that first, works first down, us. you run the ball, and then now you can control. All right, the clock is running right now, so it's up to two and company to yeah. get up there and run the next play. So what do you feel comfortable as a coach? I want to make sure that this second down is run with 45 seconds left on the clock. Right. Take about 10 seconds off so I can call that first time out with 35 seconds left if need to if I haven't picked up the first down yet. Now, if I know I got third down, I'm running the outside. I'm running to the sidelines. You know, in this situation, obviously, I don't got to fucking hypothesize yeah, we're all not that. Coaches here. We're, we're not coaches <laughs> or nothing. But at the end of the day, you know, the 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 the, the pass, the first pass. All right, you know, it, it didn't work out how you wanted to, and, and it could have gone better. But why why pass it there in the first place? And then in the second pass. We saw that play didn't work earlier in the game. Why are you going to run that play again, tossing it backwards where we end up eventually losing yardage and sets up a longer third down situation and fourth down eventually, which becomes a complete disaster with the snap, which I still don't understand what happened there between, you know, it looked like a fine snap to it just looked like he took his eyes off the ball. And, and honestly, that that's concerning, you know, in that moment, we cannot have that from number one. It's poor execution, dog. And we saw that shit happen throughout the entire game. With the dumb penalties, with the dumb fucking play calling, we saw it in drop passes, like the fumble. We saw that there were too many mental breakdowns. And for me, that's a coaching thing. If you don't have your fucking team ready to play, that's on you, Doug. Because you're the coach. Yeah, you can, you can, the players are going to play and, and, and we're going to live and die by what their plays are, right? The, the the third down being an example where Tua makes that whack-ass throw. McDaniel doesn't control Tua not making that throw. Well, you could have put him in a better position to make that throw. You could have called, instead of having that running back run that route, you have him stay in, in and block. I don't know, dog. Those are things that are the little things that playoff teams do that win games. And if you look at the teams that are balling right now, a majority of them are in the AFC and a majority of them are teams that we either faced or are going to have to face. And my biggest example of that is Baltimore. They have won close games off the strength of Lamar Jackson. And that's not even him throwing it. That's him running it sometimes, handing the ball off and they run it and be a physical team where they can push forward and get three, four yards. That's the shit that the Dolphins have to really work on and, and improve for the second half of the season. That physicality. Now, granted, there's been a lot of injuries on the O-line, a lot of injuries on the O-line, and I can and I understand that. But we have to tr- 
transition from this <sighs> easygoing offense where it's super fast and and moving and all that stuff, where we 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 kind of step back from that aerial salt and use more of a ground and pound type offense and and really get our guys to split 20 carries evenly 30 carries evenly because we're not running the ball enough dog if you tell me that 21 carries as a team between what one two dog this is crazy most are with 12 carries 85 yards right Two fifty yards on those two big carries. So take that away. He really struggled with getting anything else going. But obviously, we didn't get enough touches consistently towards him. Ahmed had three carries for four yards, and everybody and Jeff Wilson had two carries for six yards. So between our three running backs, we have seventeen carries. You know who had a carry? Waddle. Tool scrambled twice. Tyreek Hill got a carry. Why are we trying to be cute, dog? Let's run the ball. That's how we beat the bad teams. That's how we compete with the good teams when we need to open up. That was, those two touchdown plays, including the fucking most of touchdown, were all created from the run. We ran the ball. We ran the ball. And then they had to step up a little bit. The moment they did, here comes a 20-yard pass. Here comes a 25-yard pass. But if we don't run the ball, we're not going to win games. Yeah. Every week we're not going to win games. I mean, we, we, have, we just got to come to... Except that we're going to live by the sword and die by the sword. You know, we're going to live by the three. We're going to die by the three dog. Yeah. Cause it's big player, nothing for, for, for this McDaniels offense. And yeah. I, and when we're winning, we're happy. We're ecstatic. When we do it to inferior opponents, it makes me feel all good inside to see your team really perform like this. But then, you know, you get up against the guys that are going to be there when it matters most. And you're coming up just short, man. And, and not to mention, you know, it's, Everybody, you know, you're, you're in a position right now where you can really solidify yourself because the rest of the AFC East is struggling. We saw the Jets lose in a primetime game this week, showing that their offense really isn't there. And their defense can only do so much if their offense can't do shit. The Bills, who have been big brother to us and is one of our three losses this year, showing that they ain't shit. Like, they can be beat. Yep. And we were not one of those teams that were fortunate enough to beat them. You know, granted, it was on the road in their house early on for us, but still not, you know, now we're ahead of those guys. And then the Patriots forget to mention it. So we're, we're, we're six and three, you know, through nine weeks, week 10 right now is our bye week. And we're halfway through the season, essentially, you know, a little bit more than halfway now at this point. So it's like, we won the first half of the season. Fantastic. Six and three, great record for the Dolphins. First place in the AFC East. Tua has these passing accolades. You know, he's number one in passing right yards right now in the NFL. You got Tyreek leading the NFL in receiving yards. You know, it's a show when when it when there is one. But as a Dolphins fan and as an aged Dolphins fan, Dolphins <laughs> fans for the you know over 20 years, right? You know, it, it it's something that, you know, you want to be happy because shit, this is the best unit that we've had in the last 20 years. Undoubtedly. And at the same time, you can't because it has remnants of typical dolphin shit where yeah they won the first half of the season looking great but then those first those three games that they had lost were against good opponents it was only an indicator for her how the rest of the season was gonna go so i at this point i don't know how to feel about this team man i feel good about it but i don't want to get too far ahead of myself right now and say yeah we're gonna be able to come through when we need it most we're gonna be able to get a playoff win this year i can't guarantee that right now what were we saying outside you got to prove it to him. 
for a six and three team to be a type of team where their fans have to say, you have to prove to me that you're that good. That's where we're at with the Dolphins. They could have been seven and two, maybe even eight and one. If we're being crazy, crazy, right? All things considered. And it still would have been to the point where it's like, yeah, but can they win when it fucking counts in nah, December? Nah, nah. If we yeah, beat, yeah, you if know we why, beat one of those three and we're seven and two or we're eight and one, no, we're not having this conversation right I now. Think the, the we're question, not having this conversation. Maybe, so. maybe not this type of conversation, but the conversation of how real are we? How real are we? Would be there. I it wouldn't would be, be as there. skeptical, man, because. We, we literally, like, the, the monkey and the narrative, okay, the narrative and the monkey on our back is we cannot beat teams that are over 500, meaning we cannot win, Wait, beat teams with winning records. That's just this season. Well, it goes all the way back to last year. We haven't beat a team with a winning record since Buffalo last year. Okay, so that's a major point. And even still, a lot of that was in the second half where we needed to win games and we lost. We've seen this team get off to a good start before. We were what four and one at one point last year or some shit like that. We went three and three, right? And then we won five in a row, and when we went eight and three, and then we lost five in a row, and so, we went eight and eight. So again, it's not like we haven't seen this team find success and put it together for a good stretch. We just did that six and three, dog. That's a real good stretch. Yep. All things considered, if you're not even looking at points allowed, points scored, hey, what's your record? We're six and three, Conyo. That's pretty good, right? Conyo, that's pretty good. Three games over five hundred. You guys are killing it. And yes, the Dolphins are, but we've seen them do this. I want to see them perform against the likes of the Jets twice, right? A Dallas team, a uh, a Baltimore team, Buffalo again to end the season. Because those are games that are going to matter, Joel, for us to get into the playoffs and solidify a home field game for us. And we know how critical it is to play at home for this Dolphins team because right now we're 4-0 at fucking home. And we would feel confident against whoever, whoever at Dolphin Stadium, whoever, dog, because I'll be like, yeah, for sure. Dolphins at home, man, we're going to win that game. We're going to win that game. This season, we're going to win that game. Now, if you tell me, Conyo, Dolphins at Baltimore, oof, that's a 50-50. That's a, and that's, and that's, that's me. Generous. And that's me being generous, yeah, That's you dog. being generous, I'm sure. You know what I mean? And if we had to go to Buffalo in the, at the end of the season, what would we, how confident would we be feeling? Not that confident, dog. So that's why I say, yes, we've seen good from the, from the Dolphins, but we need to see them be better. And I think they still have the opportunity. I think that this bye week comes out at a perfect time. I think that McDaniel and his staff are really going to be able to sit away from the big picture and say, all right, let's look at this thing from a macro point and what are our biggest areas of immediate need where do we need improvement immediately they'll be able to find those spots what are our biggest issues penalties this that inconsistent whatever it is find it work on it and not have that be one of the biggest issues that kills you moving on in the second half of the season because if you can do that then you can theoretically have a much better record than six and three for the for the remaining half of the season right where you go and you win, what? How many games we have remaining? Two, four, There's six, eight, games, eight games. Where you go, what? Six and two? Dolphins go six and two. That's crazy. Because now we just went 
crazy to say this, dog. Twelve and five. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. You so know what I mean? When we get back from our bye week, our first game back is at home against the Raiders. We're smoking them. A struggling Raiders team. They just lost their head coach. Now they have an interim head coach. They just and they won, win, but against the Giants, correct? Who are not us? Not at good. Home. No. So that that right there, we are expecting a bounce back victory. Hardcore. Shoot, put on for the fans at home. Right. But then we got to go on the road and we got to play a division rival in the Jets. Yes. Yes. Primetime black. Just quick thought on that. What are I, your quick thoughts? I think that's problem a Problem or no problem? Huge problem. Huge problem. Because they the, got a good defense. A great defense. They and, can get to the QB. And they can. And they can cover receivers. They can. And those are all the things that we're great at. The one thing that is a real weakness for the Jets is like you can run offense. on them. No, you can run on them. As far as the defense goes, you can run on them if, if you're committed to it. Then we're not. And we're not. Problem. Problem. All right, moving on. Commanders. Struggling commanders team. Just traded away. Everybody sold the house. They're not going to be bringing pressure to That's us. That's an easy one for Offense. Us. Easy we, our defense, the way they've been playing, should be able to contain that. Easy one. Out of the bye week, we're looking at 3-0, and potentially. I would say 2-1 because it's a division game. And I've learned that from Vic. Shout out to Vic. You always go one and one in your division. You usually games, do. Right? You usually so, do. There you go. Um, Titans back at home. That's a win. Should anybody, be a win. Anybody at home, dog, we're beating. Should be a win. We're going undefeated at home. Three and season. one. <laughs> then we play the Jets at home. <sighs> win. Four and one. Win. We lost the first one. Now we win this one. Gave them the one at their place. They got this one back. Four and one. Now we got a toughest task since since the, the Chiefs game. Win. Cowboys. Christmas Eve win because the Cowboys are trash. I agree. Shout out to you. Sorry. I agree, but that could be a game where the Cowboys travel. The Cowboys fans travel so well, care. Papa, and, and all the fans that live here that are Cowboys fans care. are going to fill up that stadium, and it's going to feel like a Cowboys game. I don't game. care. Prime so time. The, I home think game. the home home way shit feel goes away. No, 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 no. A Christmas Day game. Here we go. It gets it Come gets on. it gets worse. We go on the road to the Ravens. That's a loss for the penultimate game of the season. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's going to be a tough task, my friend. That's a loss. And then we got to turn around, come back home at the turn of the new year and play the Bills at home. And that may be a loss because Buffalo theoretically could be fighting for playoff positioning. Right. If we're doing as good as we say that we're going to do on this little. So you just projected five and three for the Dolphins to close out the season, which would bring us in at 14 and six to close out the year. Oh, what the hell what did the I fuck just come you? up with this dude? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. How many games are in the season? What happened here? Is it including playoffs? Seasons? What a fucking playoff run. <laughs> no, man. If we were to go 5-3, uh, we and three, we're 6-3. Six six and three. And three. Yeah. If we go 5-3, and three, or we would be 11-6. and six. Yeah, 11-6. and six. I don't know what math I did. Right and now. that's probably good enough to win the division and give yourself a first-round home game. And that's good enough. That's what we really want for this Dolphins. Because like I said, this team has shown that they're really, really good at home. Really, really good at home. The differentials, everything is pointing out to that. We're really good at home. Yeah. So we need to have that playoff game, at least that first one, dog, be at home. And I think that the games that are going to be challenging to us are those physical teams, right? Tennessee's not that physical. Washington, not that physical. Las Vegas, not that physical. They're not. But Baltimore is a physical team. Dallas isn't really a physical team. Mm. Where they're gonna they got pound. a good defense. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like... I'm going to defend Dallas a little bit here, bro. They got a pretty good defense. Bro, that team, compared to the rest of the teams that we're going to be facing that are quote-unquote good teams, Dallas is probably ranking at the end of all of that, 
right? You're going to put them behind Buffalo. You're going to put them behind Baltimore. Sure, but you got to respect the fact that they're going to be fighting for their division or, or you know, potentially a wild card spot. Yes, and but we're going to be home. Gonna, they're, it's late in the season, and again, again, their fans are going to fill up that stadium, they're making it home. feel like almost like a Cowboys game. So you can't sleep on that one. That's going to be a tough task is all I'm saying. It's going to be see. a tough challenge. Let's you can't. See. We're not going to, like, I'm just as concerned about the Cowboys game as I am the Ravens and Bills games. Those last three games of the season, I'm on high alert as a Dolphins and, fan. And, and for me, I think the the confidence at home is a major thing, dog, and we're going to prove that. We're going to prove that. Yep. But let's see. We're going to continue to break it down on OnlyFans this Sunday. We're going to do a little bye-week show oh, yeah. for y'all. Yeah. Uh, get the crew back together and, and go over this first and second half of the season and see what's next for the Dolphins, man. Uh, home game, like Jerome said, uh, against the Raiders in about two weeks. So let's see. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens and where the Dolphins end up. Uh, we got to talk about the Miami Heat. They kind of been a little up and down, a little bit more recently up than down, right? Getting a big win at home against the Lakers and an old friend in LeBron James. Hey. But I think the the biggest concern for me when it comes to the Heat, right, is like the, the squad is deep, you know, and I was talking with Sergio about it. The squad is deep. We have a lot of different tools to use a spo word, right? Like we have a, little, a lot of different tools that we could throw on the floor. You need a big offensive big, boom, we got Thomas Bryant. Guy can move, give you good effort on defense, and add something offensively. Uh, you need three-point specialists. You got Duncan coming off the bench, right? You need a veteran point guard, somebody to hold it down. Here comes Kyle Lowry. But what we don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, is that wow factor coming off the bench or even in the lineup. And I was thinking, how, how can the Heat improve? How can Pat Riley improve this team within this season? And I don't see a way for him to do it. With the current roster that we have? No chance. I mean, you're talking about the wow factor. I think some people would argue, and I'm not, I'm not some people, but some people would argue right now, Tyler Hero is that wow factor, <clears throat> the scoring that he's putting up night in and night out for the Heat. <clears throat> And he is a wild factor, and he's awesome. And I and I'm a Tyler Hero defender, but if I'm being real with you, dog, he has a lot of things that he lacks on. Right? I don't really burn him so much about his field goal percentage. What burns me more is how he doesn't use his body or his shooting ability to get more free throws because he's so good at free throws. This is a dude who didn't miss a fourth quarter free throw last year throughout the season, including the playoffs. So. He's clutch. He knows it. He's he's going to be a good free throw shooter for the rest of his life. Go get some, dog, in a game. Go get six, seven. Add to your scoring. You know, like, that'll put you from low 20s to mid-20s easily if you're averaging more free throws. And, 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 and even the turnovers don't really bother me when he's handling the rock because of him just being a dog and going after it, right? And thinking that he has that confidence or not thinking, but playing with that confidence. I can take that. But the one thing that I don't think that Tyler Hyro can provide is a big superstar wow factor. Because he has, if not, if he was that, he's had plenty of opportunity, just like Bam, to go out there and show it. And look, Bam, Bam's been great this year. Yeah. Right? He just had a triple-double. Huge. 20 points. 19 rebounds because they took one away from him. Did they really? Yeah, they they fucked him over. Yep. Bruh. Bruh. How fucked up was that? That's that's pretty green. Whatever. I hope it motivates his ass to fucking 
go do it again, right? But Bam is is a guy that we've seen all of the potential in this dude. We've seen all of the like the good things that this dude can do, where all the raw shit that this guy can do, and and the moments that he has. But we've never seen Bam go out there and dominate and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna put up 28 points tonight." I'm going to put up 30 points tonight. We, we've seen him do it occasionally. It's That's like my point. Rare. It's like a rare. It's like when he does it, when he puts up 30, you're like, oh, shit. Like, everybody finds out, you know? Right. So so if you're talking about wild factor, that's it. We don't have somebody, Joel, who's going to average 30 points a season. And, and, but, again, I think the recency bias and the fact that we didn't really have that last season and still made it as far as we did at the helm of Jimmy Butler. I get that, but that's more of the exception than the rule. Yeah, so, but at this point, but, it's, you got to prove us wrong. No way, dog. Get out of here. If, if anything, we... I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little shocked also that if, you don't care about Hero's turnovers because I think that's a huge part no, of a ball. lot of these games because Hero, uh, my argument is... Hero's flashing, you know, <laughs> padding his stats and shit like that night in and night out, Yo. chucking up all these shots. And yeah, he, he's scoring for us and being that efficient. I mean, I would hope so taking that many fucking shots. Right. But those turnovers late in the games are super crucial to some of these really close ones, especially on the road where we're struggling. Yes, I get it. But at the same time, you have to understand that when the ball is in your hands, you know, what? That's minutes, Jimmy, that doesn't minutes. happen with Jimmy. But you know what does happen with Jimmy? A lot of fucking dumb passes, a lot of not trying, a lot of really bad shots. The second, the second thing you said, not it seems trying. like it seems like that right now. Well, that's trying. what we're getting from Jimmy. Like he's just there, like just kind of like motions, right? And 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 that's opposite of Hero, who's fucking trying to ball out, and he's been balling out. He's had really good games. Yeah, he's been doing great. He's been doing don't great, right? So we we don't have a problem with with how he's been playing because of. How he's playing. He's playing great. So, yeah, you, you, you're you not going to be perfect. Looking, and also comparing it to the rest of the, uh, the team. Bingo. When, when, G, when Tyler Hero's our best offensive player, that says a lot about Bam. That says a lot about Jimmy, right? And it says a lot about Hero, too, because he can score and be, and be that type of guy, dog. And right now, for this season, he's shown that he's gotten a lot better. He's shooting over 40% from three right now, Tyler Hero. His field goal percentage is at 44, already higher than what it was last year. Like, that's his his average, about 44%. Should be a lot higher, yes, but it'll get there. But the efficiency in three-point shooting is great. How he goes and tries to get rebounds during games is great. How he's assisting the ball, it's great. So, yeah, you're going to take the turnovers, dog. You're going to take the turnovers because this dude is doing a lot for you. All right. Fair right? point. Fair and, enough. And and before to talk about to bring it back to Jimmy Butler, that's what he was providing for us previously. Yeah. And we were okay with him having the dumb pass, the dumb shot, the bad turnover, the this, that, and the other. Nah, but because Jimmy's he was doing always been everything. disciplined. Like we've never had that concern about Jimmy that that I have about Hero. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy, you're always gonna get like the smart play from Jimmy more often than not. Early on in the season. It's like, all right, bro, like he's, you know, he's playing a little bit like loose, not really going for not full Mm -hmm. effort. You know what I mean? Giving other guys chances to do all that stuff. But, you know, I I know that historically, you know, I've had concerns with Hero and those turnovers late in games, you know. So right now it's fine. I get what you're saying. You know, it's a numbers game. The more he has the ball in his hand, the more often, you know, it's a lot of averages. But 
I, I think that that needs to be figured out. The efficiency, you know, we want to see him be more efficient, not in and that out. And we want him, you know, th- I think those two things, the efficiency and then the, the, the minimizing of the mistakes for, for hero and, and capitalizing on the big moments, not necessarily him scoring, but putting people in positions to, 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 to be successful. Something. Yeah. That transcends him from what he is right now, which is the ceiling of six man of the year or a great starter, a solid start in the NBA mm-hmm. to a superstar in the NBA. I hear you. And that's fair, right? Because if, if you're talking about if, if that's something he can learn from Jimmy, right? How to make other people better, how to make other people feel and getting involved. To the line, like you said, too. I forgot to throw that in there. Get into the lane, get those get fouls, line and right? Get more to the free throw line, control so, the game like D Wade. But he can prom- he'll he'll get that dog because his 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 game is you can see it. It's evolving in that way. He's not just a shooter. And Serge mentioned something, too. He's one of the great three-point catch-and-shoot guys right now in the NBA, dog. Like, his percentage is through the roof when it comes to catch-and-shoot threes. So, there's a guy who, he's and he's probably the only one who can do that at a really good clip. Not Duncan, not Jimmy, not nobody on the squad. You talk about turnovers, Bam's averaging 3.5 turnovers a game right now. Yeah, but that's because he's banging down low. I get it. But if we're going to hold Hero to that same standard, hey, you could potentially be one of our superstars. We need you to clean this up, dog. Yeah, they both. They both do. And we're they, not making excuses for right? nobody. So then this That's is, the shit that we got to clean up. Discipline. And that brings me back to my original place where how do we improve this team with the pieces that we got and how committed are we to the pieces that we got? And that has to include, and I'm not saying this season, so calm down, but it has to include Jimmy Butler, because I told Serge, Jimmy Butler's probably not going to retire here, dog. He's 34. That would mean that he would be here theoretically another five years at, at the at the most, another four years. We're not giving him a long term. I don't see us. This. I don't see us signing him for three, four years unless this guy's taking a vet. Man, he's not going to do that. He's going to get a back to finish his career. So what are we talking about? He might and, go back to Chicago. And if we ran... And if we're looking at it from a dollars and cents and how much we've gotten out of it, we've gotten everything we could out of Jimmy, dog. Two and a half, and I say half because we should have made, we were a shot away from a third finals appearance, right? So it would have been two and a half finals appearance in four years of having Jimmy Butler. That's good. That's real good. But we've never gotten over that home. And not getting over that home is a reflection of the heat and a reflection of Spolin and Riley. And it just so happens that is that's how it's going to work because of the positions that those guys play in the franchise. So for this season, we're going to see a lot of tough basketball, but we're, because we're going to be in a lot of tough games. And that's why I was telling you earlier in the month, like, we need Jimmy to play every fucking chance he got, dog. Well, and I think that that was the NBA, you know, the NBA ways. NBA's way of combating that was with this play-in tournament that's going on right now, mm-hmm. which I have no idea what the hell's going on with it. But all I, I know is that we won in one. We won. We won one of them, one of the first games or whatever in our in our pool or however it goes. But mm-hmm. you know, do you think that that was a reason for you know possibly like you know not just to get fans involved, but also the players who early on in the season are like whatever. I don't really care about the beginning of the season kind of deal. Yeah, I think I think that it. it I don't know, man. Like it, it, for me, it's. It's it's how we're playing. And if we're not, that's another shit that, that bothers me, dog. Like, the focus of the team. That, 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 that lets me know that these dudes aren't paying attention to that type of shit. Or maybe they're not concerned about it right now. 
But if if we're being honest, those are one of the main things that the Heat have to be focused on right now because we're not that good. If you look at the rest of the other fucking teams that are Bro, really the NBA is ridiculous right now. And we're not that we high. Are not. We are not. not. We look like a we look like a team of like yesteryear. Like the NBA seems to have gotten like so much better and around. Granted, us. that's our DNA, dog. That's in our DNA. But but at some point, you gotta catch up to the modern NBA. At some point, your GM has to be part of the modern NBA. At some point, your coach has to be Are you doubting? The Godfather, Pat Riley. I have no, I don't want to say I doubt Pat Riley, right? Because I don't, and you know that. But for me right now, how I feel about Pat Riley is more about proving to me that you're still able to do your job at that high-ass level that you expect yourself to do that job. I'm not putting that expectation on Pat. He's putting that expectation on himself. but, But what comes with the expectation? Finding ways. Who's been our best free agent move or trade? It's been Jimmy. Before that, it was LeBron. Before that, it was drafting Wade. Before that, it was oh. trading for Shaq. Oh, you had that backwards. But yes. But, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we haven't done something like that in a minute. And I'm not saying that getting Jimmy wasn't big. It is a big deal. But... It was, but you got teams that are pulling that move and then adding another Jimmy and another Jimmy. Bingo. And we're not. And we're not. And we haven't been able to do that. So that's that's where my concern for Pat comes. That's where my concern for the Heat comes. We're going to learn a lot about this team. We got a fucking bunch of road games that these guys are going to have to figure out how to win games on the road. Because we know that the Heat can do the thing at home. No problem. There's no doubt about that. We know that the Heat are historically a great team at home. And we're going to be this year, but we're not going to be home for a while. So you got to go out there and win games because if not, you're back in the race like last year that you didn't want to be in where you're battling six, seven, eighth, ninth position. Don't want to be there. Dog. We can't afford to be there no. because it kills the project. You know, it kills the, it makes it harder for Jimmy to try to even get back to the finals to try to win that. And I know that that's what the project is about. Let's try to get Jimmy this championship. But that shit's running out of time. We got to, we got to, I think Pat might be waiting right now on one of these teams that are in the project phase where they sign somebody new or something like that. To see if it worked. And then once it starts failing and they have a fire sale, I think he's waiting to scoop, come in and scoop something before the deadline. Yeah. But we need to do something. We need to add something. We need to add another dimension to this basketball team, a spark, man, something to really, you know, ignite us right now early on in this season and get us in a good spot. And even when you think about it, Joel, if you look at the core team, right, when you look at the roster, you're going to see team names there that have been there for five years, four years. And you and you have to expect, like, damn, you guys been together this long? Great. You guys have a ton of chemistry together. Let's see it translate to the court. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And that's weird to me. But we have won our last two games, right? We beat Washington in the in-season in tournament. Um, big third quarter, 41 point in, in the third quarter there to to create some space and close out that game. Um, then we had that close game that we beat the Lakers at home, back-to-back home wins, uh, 108 to 107. Even though fucking LeBron James such a complainer, dog. A guy can't play a game of basketball without complaining, dog. Looking for it's impossible. Shit. It's impossible. Asking the lead to look into it and shit. Yeah, that shit was whack, bro. Fuck Come out on. of here. Come on. Love you, LeBron. Yeah, man. But then now, like I mentioned earlier, four straight road games. At Memphis, at Atlanta, at San Antonio, at Charlotte. By the time we get back to recording. We got to play the Spurs? Yep. Hey. Yep. 
Memphis, good team. Atlanta, that's the team we're going to see plenty of. In the playing tournament, probably. Plenty of this season. Yeah. Where are the wins going to come from, dog? Because this team needs home court advantage. This team needs a, an injection of new blood. This team needs a couple of things to be able to get back to that level. Because like I said at the beginning of the, of the, of the topic, dog, it's going to be really, really, really impossible to duplicate that type of run that we did last year. Not from ninth fucking playing tournament. No way. I think we were favorites for tonight's game against the the Grizzlies. Probably are, though. I think we were like one and a half point favorites or something like that. Check right now. Which which is interesting because we're on the road. Yeah, one and, and, and a half. We're not doing great on the road. One and a half. 0 oh and 3 on the road, dog. And that's not great. Hopefully tonight's the night. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, we need it. We need it. Memphis is struggling. One and six, dog. So they're 0 and 3 at home, too. So something's got to give. Somebody's getting a fucking big victory tonight. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to oh, yeah. wrap up pretty soon. Are we doing go. Pisa Mañana if that's the case? Are that's we still doing booty, that? Dog. Absolutely. Right, every, every, come on, cook. My girl already Pisa knows, dog. He win. Don't, don't worry about cooking. We ain't eating no lunch. We ain't for, right in time for Thursday night football. That's going to be know, perfect. You know. That's going to be perfect. We're going to be doing it. We're going to be doing it. Let's, but yeah. get, let's get hungry. Let's get some dubs. He, yeah. Let's get some dubs, dog. Let's, let's get some fucking Prove dubs. Prove me wrong. Man. He wrote... Yeah, prove, prove me, me wrong, dog. Bam, do your thing, play. Prove me wrong, right? Oh, snap. I said that? Nah, nah that wasn't me, dog. That wasn't me. I ain't hear that. Let's jump into the Panthers, dog. The, the Cats. Oh, bro, I have not been keeping up with the Cats, so you got to put me on and school me right now. They've so. been pissing me off. Okay, so part tight of the games right now. Tight games. Tight with every games. other South Florida franchise. Tight games. You know, I don't like the... I don't enjoy those tight games. Um, And I understand it because... They're still piecing guys coming back from the injuries, getting acclimated to, you know, building up that chemistry and all that stuff. And, you know, they lost two or three other road games, came back home and, and won a, another fucking tough game versus Columbus uh, Blue Jackets in overtime. We had to fucking battle back. And those are the things that I didn't see. I didn't predict for this team, you know, because I, I, I really thought that they would be able to win games 3-0, 4-1 handily and be mm. one of those juggernauts, right? But look, Chuck's off to a slow start. Um, we, we're not really dominating at home like we did last year. We're 6-4-1, and one, currently fifth in the Atlantic Division. Like, it's, it's, it's not the start that the Panthers definitely thought they would have. I bet that. No matter what. I can bet that with whatever fucking confidence. And and whatever, man. You know, you got to find ways to win, dog. You got to find ways to win because the Panthers have enough talent. There's enough guys playing right now. Sam Reinhardt's been a fucking gem of a player. 13 goals. uh, 13 points. I'm sorry. He has eight goals. uh, eight, And I think he's second in assists in the team. Uh, Kachuk has eight assists on the season. He's been doing his thing. But those are Barkov, 10 points. Not enough. Not enough. And and when we are accustomed to seeing this Panthers team be that offensive type of juggernaut team, and they haven't been able to show that. For for them to be winning games 5-4, 2-0, like, that's, that's not where it's at. In all fairness, though, we did see a similar start to the season last year. And look where it got them. Into a tough-ass spot where you have to make an improbable run. And they did. Yeah, Joel, but we don't. And dog. they did. Yes, guy, but we can't expect that every year. I dog. know, I know. You but know I'm how saying, hard that shit I, is. But, but my point of saying it is like it's it's still early. I don't think yes. it's time to hit the panic button with this Panthers team just yet. I think to your point, you know, Kachuk ha- is having a slow start, and, yeah, and we talk about you know X factors with the Heat. 
he is that X factor, you know, and, and shout out to Reinhardt. You know, I know he's having a phenomenal start to yeah, the year. He's been great. And hopefully he can continue that, especially when Kachuk finally figures it out. And then that'll hopefully lead to some, some big wins like you're looking for, but you know, it's still early on, you know, we've had some injuries. We got some guys coming back and I, I think that, you know, we're still, we're still figuring things out. You know, I know we're figuring things out on the goalie side of things. Last time we talked, we yeah. had a different guy in there giving big Bob some rest. I don't know how he's been doing or what's going on with him, but you know, it's still early on in the season and we're going to be experimenting and to, you know, to, to be five, what is it? Five, four and one is what, six, what are, four and one or six, four and one, you know, it could be worse is what I can say to that. Yeah, dog. But if, if we're, if we're talking about the project and the idea of where this franchise is trying to go, you expected us to at least win that blue Jackets game. Handedly, number Which one, put us at seven, three, and one. No, no, no. We did win the Blue Jackets game. We lost oh. to Chicago, who had been struggling, and we yeah, lost. They, won, they lost the, the game before that, like eight one or some shit. And, but that was to Boston. We we uh, yes, uh, Black Chicago yes. had lost eight one, so and then we, we go them. out there lose six two. Like so, so, we should be six. Uh, what did I say? No, we should be seven three and one. Six, yeah, six three and one. Because the the loss to one. to Boston, okay, they're they're yeah, one of the better teams in the NHL. No problem, cool. You go out there, you beat Detroit two zip, solid. Not the best, solid. Fumble the fucking puck completely in Chicago. You lose six two. That's unacceptable. And then you come back home and you win a tight game, knowing that you're gonna have to hit the road to come back home and play two times again. Not. And we got to play Chicago again soon. Yeah. Here. And I hope that we get that revenge and fucking kick Beat their that. ass. <laughs> you know? But, like I said, look at look, look at the games that the Panthers have won. 4-3-3-1-3-1-3-2-2-0-5-4. Where are the blowouts? But when they lose, 6-4-2-0-5-3-3-2-5-2. That's a big difference. That's a big difference, and I really feel like the Panthers are taking a step back, dog. They're taking a step back. And for as great of a run it was last year, an amazing run, there's no way in hell that shit gets, happens again. Just like mm. with the Heat. Just like with the Heat. There's no way in hell we come from fucking playing in a playing crazy, tournament. Crazy, the parallels last year. Dog, we're not doing that. It's not happening. It happened every once in a 50. Thank God we were alive to see it, dog. Both are fucking teams, bro. Hockey and basketball. They both are, and, wow. and it's and they're both built similar. They're both bit built similar and they have to achieve similar things. Be top four, have home playoffs, have a home first round series at the very least. Go out there and beat the the bad teams, compete day in, day out against the other good teams, and really position yourself and learn how to win games. Gotta do it. Those franchises cannot afford that shit to to go out there and and come up short in that department. For me, like that's that's a no no. For same shit with the Heat, that's a no no. We can't die because of what we've put into it. How good of a job our GMs have done, and how and I even think that the Panthers are probably better suited to get to a championship because of how solid they are when it comes to defense yeah, you, you, you talk about deep like this panthers team is a deep team hell yeah dude hell yeah looks cousins which scott cousins who played fabulously last year for us he's gotten off to a slow start uh verhage you asked about him mm-hmm. he's gotten off to a slow start and he's second in the team and goals with four so sam yikes. has him doubled up yikes you know what i mean and we don't have a guy in double figures yet so something has to change something has to wake up these guys got to get a fire lit on them and and really 
change it up because if Paul Maurice is going to continue to keep his job here and, and be the man, then he has to get wins. He has to find a way to, to reach this team because we've seen it down here. No job is safe except for, except for the Miami Heat job. No job is safe in South Florida except for the Miami Heat job. Panthers' job is not safe. Kane's job is not safe. Martin's job is definitely not safe. And the Dolphins' job historically has not been safe. So if, 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 if I'm me, Doug, and I'm the coach of the Panthers, I'm like, hey, we got to get this shit together, boys. We got to figure something out. And we got to put stringing together a couple of wins because that's the only way that we're going to be able to continue to compete and achieve our goals. That's, that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do, Doug. And I don't know. I don't know if the Panthers, like I said, I, I personally they think that they've taken a step back, but they can sh- prove me wrong. They have four very winnable games in the next couple of days. Um, facing Washington tonight on the road, they should be able to win that game. We're playing Carolina at home, playing Chicago at home. Those are both winnable games. So at, at the end of the day, dog, like it's not really a big deal for us to to go out there and and put together a 3-1 and one record, a 4-0 and oh record, he should be able to do the same shit. Go out there and win three games in a row. We should be able to beat Memphis tonight. That would be three games in a row. That's called the winning streak. Once Damn. you do that... <laughs> do I have time to put in a parlay on the Heat and the Panthers? Probably, dog. Hey! Shout out to the Hard Rock, baby! Yeah, we back! We back! We oh, died on us, damn. All right, all right. We were waiting to let you guys know. Oh, man, Hard that's right. The Hard, Rock, the Hard Rock app, it's back, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's back. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. Get ready to lose it all. I mean, win everything you have. <laughs> win tons of money. Hey. <laughs> and use we, use uh, promo code Sports with Soso to get nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And But you know what? We, we're going to uh, gonna have to put together a little betting segment now, dog. Now that it's legal. It's back. And now that it's Locked back. Locked to the week. Yeah, Joey dog. Locks. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to add that to the to the end of the oh show. Oh boy. Uh let's let's wrap up on the last team that I gotta talk about today. Um do you wanna talk about I these do guys? dog because I, I just wanna bury these guys. I gotta I gotta bury these guys. You, you know you first and foremost do your thing player I gotta sh- send out a big shout out and love to the homie Andy. You know what I mean? Like that guy has probably been our most consistent offensive player all, all season long. Oh yeah he's and put he up did, the most points. And he doesn't get enough recognition in my point. I think that guy's a stud. Uh he's a great human being off the field and an excellent, excellent kicker in football so shout out to Andy the rest of the team has shown little bits and pieces of lights right Cam Kitchens is really nice um AJ Williams he's been nice uh what's this other dude Colby Young uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know like Fletcher Fletcher has been nice Bane has been outstanding uh Ruben Bain yeah yeah so there are, there are pieces and yeah. I just and I just saw the news today that they recruited they got in the transfer portal, dog. Listen to this. A 6'9", 325-pound lineman, dog. Looks like a fucking mountain of a man, dog. It's a refrigerator, bro. He's, he's, he's a big dude, dog. And that's cool. We need that. We're going to have to continue to build this team. But this team is nowhere near competing. Nowhere near competing. And I think that Mario underestimated how far back we were as far as talent goes. He tried his best to get as much in and out by the transfer portal, but it's evident that he's, he's going to need time. He's going to need at least three, four years 
Jeez, you think the boosters that got that kind of time player? Maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I said it, you know, that, I, that I job is my, not safe. <laughs> I, I mean, this is his second full season now, you know? This isn't his first season, you know? Yeah. This is his second full season. You're telling me we got to wait another four years before the Hurricanes become relevant? Yeah. I mean, I've asked you this question before on this show, dog. Who do you think is a more delusional fan, the Dolphins fan or the Hurricanes fan? Right now, it's definitely the Hurricanes fan. Because I mean, bro, the, there's, there's at least the Dolphins to hang fan, your hat on on this team. Hell no. And, and at least the Dolphins fans, they have something to point at. Like, hey, listen, we're fucking 6-3 in our division. We're, we're one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, there's a bunch of shit that we can point at and say we're a good team. There's nothing really that the Kings can point at and say we're a good team. Nothing, except for those small pieces that I said. And, and unfortunately, it's not enough to say that they are a good team, right? Like I said, they're building to it, 100%. They're building to it, but it's not ready yet. It's just not ready yet. And to not dogpile on TVD, right, to not dogpile on him, what I will say about him is that I personally think that whatever issues he's dealing with mentally when he's in the game he can overcome it. If he can't, then maybe he finds a different way to achieve his dream of being involved in football. But I just don't think that he's good enough under pressure, good enough mentally to to be good enough for the next 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 level of football. And I, and I don't think and, and and this is part of my problem. I'm about to cut you off, but like this is part of my problem too with Cristobal. You had all week to get ready for the Cincy State game. All week. All week to get ready for this NC State game. And for you to go out there and put up that performance, not not acceptable. And more importantly, for you not to even say, fuck it, we're going with the kid. Let's see what the kid has. And and prepare the kid for that game in case he needed to come in. That's the shit that I, I can't accept from, from, from Cristobal. Oh, and I, and I was going to kind of ask you about that. Do you think... You know, we play TVD from here on out. We got the Florida State coming up. Oh, fuck no. I mean, think TVD, I mean, do we have any other shop without TVD? I mean, unfortunately, it's, the same it's, thing. it's like we're damned if we do, damned if we it's don't. Because you know? right now we can't really expect much out of him. But do we really have anything else that we can throw out there besides him? In my opinion, it's the same thing. Whether TVD plays or, or Emery Williams play. Same thing. And again, I think that was a shortcoming that Cristobal had, dog. Like, how do you not have Williams ready? How do you not have That's Williams ready? I do not have him, especially having the the issues you've been having with TVD. Come on, dog! In the third quarter, it was still a tight game. It was ten to six, and TVD had already thrown two interceptions before he threw his third. Terrible, and all of them were terrible. So, and it's not like NC State played great, but we just fucking killed ourselves. We ran the ball all over those guys, dog. But when your quarterback can't make plays, you're gonna lose games. And if you're if you're not ready to pull the trigger and make a change. And that loss is on you, coach, because you had an opportunity and you don't know. You don't know. Maybe Williams doesn't come out and throw fucking 300 yards in the second half, but he probably does a good enough job to not turn the ball over, hand the ball over, make some safe throws, move the chain. Hey, yeah. And that wins you football games. So yeah. that's my five minute run on the fucking Hurricanes. Nah, man, it's tough right now to be a Hurricanes fan and see this team and, and you know. And see everybody else, you know, getting better, moving up in rankings or staying exactly where they are, proving that they deserve to be in that ranking spot. Yeah. And it just sucks with this, you know, hype that has been behind this Hurricanes team. Yeah. And then and and like you said, you know, what I don't what I don't think that most Kings fans realize is that there has to be a lot of things that change. And it's hard to make so many changes in college football that quickly. 
it takes time. And you asked me earlier if Cristobal is going to have the time. I really think he is going to have the time, but it may not be as long as he thinks, right? He's, he's probably thinking, all right, I have six years here, where in reality, it's four years. And this is already year two. So next year, Emory Williams or whoever's fucking playing quarterback has to be ready to go. Because you're going to have FSU at home. You're going to be expected to win that game. You're going to play Clemson on the road. You're going to be expected to win that game. You're going to have a home game against North Carolina. You're going to have an, you know, an, a home game against NC State. Like Those are games that you're going to be expected to win, dog. How are you going to get ready for that? And like I said at the beginning of the, of the, of the subject or the topic, they have pieces. They definitely have pieces. But they're not necessarily in all the right places. And that's Cristobal's job, dog. He has to figure out a way. And I don't think that he's, he's on the hot seat, right? Because somebody asked me that the other day. Yo, you think he's on? I'm like, nah, man. That's, that's wild. The, the, the money commitment itself shows you that the seat won't be hot until three, four years into that project. But by, four, by year four, if we're not in the ACC championship game, if we're not fucking only losing one game to a top five team, or two games to a top five team. And we're still with this bullshit five and four, four and five type seasons. That's the why you got in the wild with other. That shit's not going nowhere, dog. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I think you're being generous with your timetable. I hope, I mean, I, I, I hope that he does, but I just think that the way things work, it's like, you, you, what have you done for me lately? And if there's nothing for him to show, no, you know, I get with it. With his regime, I get it. But and, and and even still, like everything can change, right? Because you you find if you find a quarterback, I'm telling you right now, they beat FSU. Changes. Oh, it changes the whole season for the Hurricanes. Fuck no! I'm telling you right now. Fuck no! It changes everything for the Hurricanes. It changes go, more. Hey, all right, well, it changes we got more. If that kid Emory plays in the FSU game <laughs> and they win some crazy shit, it gives you hope going into next season at least. Dog, and the satisfaction that you know you ruined FSU season. That's the only thing that comes out of that. And I think that the biggest impact on that game... You think the kids it, have the hype, bro? You think that rivalry is still there? Eh, yeah, it's always going like, to be there. It's always going to be there. You think so, bro? It's always going to be there. There's no always. rivalry anymore. It's FSU. Like, that's it. No. There's no hurricanes in that. It is always going to be there. Why? Because we genuinely don't like each other. So The fans. And that's and that's the rivalry, baby. <laughs> you think a lot of it is people that actually go to the school? You think, yeah, you think that state Hold on. Time out. A lot time of rivalries out. are players Time out. Time out. Time out. Get out of here with that. We got to have that fire, bro. Get out of here with that because a lot of these kids even fucking play together. A lot of them were on the same high school. So get out of here with that. 90 maybe not 90 percent but maybe like 70 to 75 percent of the stadiums both here and in Tallahassee are filled with non-students dog. so this rivalry is bigger than the schools itself it's a it's a thing I get that it's big from a fan perspective I just wonder if the fucking players on the UM side care about it of course they do nobody wants to lose to those guys Get out of here. You can have you can lose to anybody. I don't know, man. I've watched those those matchups the last few years and homie, it like it. Homie, you don't think that FSU players will be fucking pissed if they lost to the Hurricanes? Yeah, the FSU. Okay. I, I'm not I'm noticed I haven't called out FSU on this. Okay. It's the Hurricanes that I question. You don't think the Hurricanes the right Hurricane players are gonna be no, fucking pissed? It needs to be all of them. It can't be just the right ones. It needs to be that entire fucking locker room, dog. But it doesn't That's work like that. No, Joel. It doesn't work like that, dog. You're number one, you're talking about a locker room of 70 kids. Yeah. Every single one one of them have to carry not that. Not gonna passion. work like that because not every kid in fucking FSU has that. Then passion. you got the wrong players, homie. No, dog. Every fucking school deals with that, dog. You think that fucking homie in a day and age where people where kids are getting paid millions of dollars to go to college? That's what they're getting millions of dollars to go to college. You think they give a fuck about the outcome of the game? No. 
If they, that's a problem. You're not gonna get ninety percent of the kids to fucking give a fuck about that. That's a problem. They want to win. They all want to win. None of them go to that school to any school to lose. None of them. They all go with the expectation of I'm coming here to help you guys win. That's it. That's it, dog. You're not. That, and and that's the shit that we were talking about with, with Pat Riley, right? This day and age, NBA players are different. You don't have those hardcore players anymore. You don't have those OGs. You don't have the. You don't have that. It's a different breed. And if you can't talk to that breed, guess what? That breed is gonna be excommunicado. They're not gonna talk to you, dog. They're gonna be like, "What you talking about, bro? You're being mid." And, and you're like, "What?" A bunch of softness, bro. Hey, it's, a bunch it's of not our era, dog. And that's why I tell you, like, we can't put that. We can't project that expectation to the to the players. I I I I expect the main guys, the Restrepos, Andy, uh, Bain, Fletcher, uh, Camp Kitchens. I expect those guys to really care about losing, about beating FSU. Dog, I don't think TVD gives a fuck. That's a problem, right? I don't think the old offensive lineman gives a fuck. They want to win that game, dog, because they know what it means to the program. But I I think that the athlete today is just conditioned. So let that shit roll off your back. Hey, you lost? Let that shit roll off your back. I think that was my watch. That's a sign. That's a sign. That's a sign. That's a sign, dog. We digress. We digress. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. We had a little bit of issue with the video at the end, but that's all good because you're probably watching this on our YouTube channel, and we thank you for that. So keep tuning in, keep subscribing, and keep only fans alive and in your mind. Yeah. Until next time. Peace. Peace.